to self-destruction. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're trying to fill up, like, okay, guys, you got into this link for the recording. Our disc just died out. Yeah, well, the last five minutes, essentially, we were just talking to ourselves. So. Exactly. So we're going to just, like, try to finish up this dinner scene. Look, um... We're talking about how I don't really want to see him succeed. You know? Exactly, because in a sense, it's just going to lead to his death. It's lead to his death, and then um, what are we talking? About? Oh yeah, so after the dinner, he um, he talks to him about yeah his uh, life, right? Or not his life. He talks to him like he's going to have like a a competition, yeah. well, not a competition, but like he has a gig. Yeah, Fletcher pulls him aside and he's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm doing, they wanted me to conduct at this uh, jazz." festival sort of thing yeah with a professional band you know i need the drummer's not so great so i want you to come back again yeah and you don't know if he's just being a manipulator at this point because with everything he's been saying like it could go any way right yeah it's like it's like i was saying it's like in yeah it's shown before in any sort of casual conversation he's had he's has ulterior motives like mm-hmm. and not necessarily telling the truth yeah so then uh you know, he says basically says, "Yeah, you know, I'll do it." Well, he didn't say it, but he thought about it, and because it goes into the scene where he brings back his drum kit, he's practicing a little bit again. Uh, he decides to call his ex to come in uh, if he wants to come and visit. Um, she's already moved on; she has a new boyfriend now. Yeah, and he's like, "I don't know if he likes jazz." Once I'll do the shout out again. Shout out to our one viewer. Who forces her boyfriend to listen to this? Yeah, shout outs. You already know who you are. If you listen to this point of the film, you, sorry, uh, this review, it's all for you. Yeah, so he's uh, he's feeling, I guess, good. Yeah, he's feeling good again. You know. So they get to the the audit, the theater, and he's just like he's looking around. Sees his dad shows up. Right? Yep. Once again, his dad is very supportive, regardless of. His feelings on the matter. So. Yeah, exactly. And then um, he sits down on the drum set, and then yeah, Fletcher pr- just comes by. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he does say before, and do a little huddle up, that like, hey, I hope you guys play good, because these guys, do they, they do not forget. Like, yeah, it basically faces. says, like, if you do well here, you basically, like, made it. But yeah. if you do bad... You're basically ruined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then here, and then now going to where Fletcher just walks up to Newman saying, oh, you think I'm fucking stupid? Like, I know it was you. Yeah, and then he's like, okay. So he's like, what does that mean? He just looks like... <laughs> Dumbfounded a little bit. He's just like, what? Okay. And then Fletcher decides, hey, we're gonna do... This song that obviously he has no notes. He has has no idea how this song is. Yeah, so... Basically screwing him over. Yeah, to embarrass him. So they start playing and then he's trying to like figure out like a beat tempo but like he doesn't know how the song goes so he's obviously like all over the place. Exactly. The bassist keeps saying like, what are you doing, <laughs> so man? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't... Like, well, exactly. He's just trying his best, and then it sucks because it also has a lot of like, like that song had a, like a fake outro, so all you hear is him like just still playing the drums because he has no idea that this is a fake outro. Yeah, he's just sort of like, and then like they're all done, and he's still playing. He's like, oh, just stops, <laughs> yeah. 
And basically, Fletcher just, like, looks at him and be like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Like, I got you. Yeah. He gets up, walks off. He sees, like, all the crowd just, like, a little confused. Yeah. Because, like, they probably can tell, like, he didn't know what he was doing. Exactly. Like, why would you get him in? Like, yeah, exactly. It doesn't... Interesting side note. Uh, it says so in the screenplay that um, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend was actually there at the time. And if you look in the audience, you actually can see her. Oh, really? Yeah, because... So she is there. <laughs> oh, I thought she didn't. Come, oh, wow. I don't know, like... Like, maybe I'm... Like, there is a... Like, I did look it up, and it was like, this is her. She's, like, in the third or fourth row in the back next to a guy. So then it's, like, in the screenplay, it says she's there, and she's holding the guy's hand. You can't see that closely, but... Wow. It's not really brought to attention, because it's irrelevant. Yeah. If she's there or not. It's not about her. It's not about his relationship with her. Yeah, that's that, true. That's done. That's over. That's never happening. Right. But right. it is It is just an interesting fact that she actually did show up. Oh, wow. So that's like her, crazy. Because it's like a lot of people are all, like, this is a strong, independent woman. But it's like, why would she show up to her crazy ex's, like, jazz performance? Mm. It sort of leads to theories of, like, did she show up to make him jealous? Did she show up to see him... To see if he actually was like a good musician, right? Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that though, huh? Um, so obviously he walks out, tears, goes immediately to his father's comfort. Again, the guy who does not understand what his drive is, but still finds comfort in him. Well, his father like rushes to the stage to basically like being like, "It's okay, you know, let's let's just go home," you know. Like, exactly. A very again, it, it gives to the father's character is he support weak. he's supportive but he's not he's not he's not he doesn't push him to do anything outside his comfort zone exactly so then he's about to walk off he looks back and he just draws back in just goes right in sits down uh i see fletcher like you see him like kind of like shocked a little bit do you think he was trying to screw him up again, though, by playing another song? Because he's sitting down now. I I don't think he... I think he was never going to play a song he knew. I think that was never his playlist. I think he was just going to go into the next song. Mm. And the guy was going to embarrass himself again. Because, mm. no, they all had charts for Caravan. So eventually they were going to get played. Eventually, yeah. But that, maybe he would have gone to the next song. Well, he said he was going to go down tempo, so, like... Like I said they, earlier, they only had two songs. Basically, they practiced throughout the film was Caravan and Whiplash. They're both mm-hmm. not slowed-down songs. They're both yeah. very energetic. So he was probably going to continue to, like, berate him or just, like, if he did sit down. if Or if he didn't walk off the first time, right? Like, yeah. he would have just kept trying to embarrass him, right? Mm, I see. So then immediately cuts him off, starts banging on the drums, plays, goes into Caravan. Yeah, the bass is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'll cue you in, right? You know, and they start playing, and then... Yeah. Basically leads to the ending of the song. Where, again, there's no dialogue, no nothing. Just uh, Myers Teller just playing the fucking drums. The one dialogue is... Oh, yeah. is I'll gouge you out like a... I'll fucking gouge your eyes out. Yeah. Which then he, like, hits him with the cymbal almost. Which is hilarious because it timed it, like, right perfectly where the cymbals would get hit. Um, yeah, so just basically him playing, and again, like I guess we can't really describe it in person, like in on yeah. our mics, but it's it's a beautiful 
beautiful yeah if there's one scene. like if you're not gonna watch this movie at least watch this one scene on youtube mm-hmm. look up like whiplash ending scene mm-hmm. it's just like a 10 minute long scene of him playing caravan and yeah. then leading into a, a drum solo yeah um basically caravan finishes and he's just going still off he's not like he's not stopping it's getting faster and faster just like basically going crazy yeah and fletcher is like yo like what are you doing man like we're done (laughs) he's like no i'm not like basically well same like in his face i'm not done i'm going off and then i love the face where fletcher's like okay i see what he's trying to do he's really trying to make a name out of himself right now and rather than just like again you go from the i'm gonna gouge out your fucking eyes to acceptance in a sense or just support because even though, like, he's banging on these drums, he's going off, right? The cymbal, like, crashes down, and then Fletcher is the first one to pick it up. Yeah, exactly, because he's, like, he's finally seeing this man is, like, living up to what he wants him to be, right? He wants exactly. him to be his next Charlie Parker or Buddy Rich or whatever. Yeah. So he's, like, okay, I'm going along with this. And he's, like, doing a, an excellent job. So he's, like, okay. And then on the sideline, you see Andrew's father sort of looking on, like, in horror almost. Yeah, you know what? I like that you say horror because a lot of people, well, at least my first viewing, I thought was a, a face of, like, oh, my God, like, my son is doing it. Like, a, a proud moment, like, shocked, like, as in, like, like he's that, he's this good? I didn't, I didn't know type of thing. But now that I think about it after many rewatches, I think it's a face of horror because he's seeing what his fucking son has become, like literally a fucking monster. Yeah, he's basically just become like, and um, yeah, monster obsessed with like the drums and seeking approval of Fletcher, and just basically he has like, he finally he finally gets where his son is coming from, and it like horrifies him. Mm-hmm. It's like that he's done gone this far to achieve like what what he like his skills. Yeah. And it's just, it's actually, it's actually pretty sad. So it is, if you really think about it, because like again, like Caravan's a great song. It's very really happy-go-lucky vibes. But here comes Andrew, just blood, sweat, tears. Literally, fucking blood, sweat, tears. Yeah, actually, once again, going back to this man's faces, he's literally like, he's like pouring his soul into this drum solo. Exactly. And then Fletcher's just kind of like gets into it and starts directing him, like. Yeah, takes his jacket off even and starts like yeah, trying like, to like get him to not like control him like he used to. He's sort of like going along with him, exactly. You know, just like making sure he's not going overboard in certain sections. Exactly, he's doing his job. He's conducting, right? But like he's conducting just him. It's not even just like the band. It's just him, you know, telling him go slow and now rise it up type of thing. And then um, again, he's going off and then. Uh, it's about to crescendo into the end. Both eyes lock in. Yeah, and then he... Fletcher smiles. And either he nods at him or says, good job. We don't we don't hear him say that. But well, he doesn't say good job, because it's... it's But it's kind of like an approval, like, you've made it type of Yeah, approval. and Andrew's, like, ecstatic. He's like, I finally got this man's approval. Like, he finally yeah. has respect for me. Yeah, and then it ends with the big finale, like da, and then and then bang, end, end of the movie crash, and 
No applause, no applause, no nothing, nothing like that. You think in these type of movies, you're going to see the after spot of it. Oh, he ends up successful. Oh, he ends up something. Oh, the crowd loves it. But it's not one of those movies. It's one of those movies where it just literally ends with just that. That's the whole point of the movie. It was him finding that approval from Fletcher. Yeah, like he didn't care about the applause or anything at that point. He just wanted to get hit to be great yeah. and be recognized by this man who wants it, another great person. Exactly. But I, I again, like I think that's just the shout outs to uh, Damien Ch uh, Chazelle because he is a great director for just showing that scene alone because most directors or most movies like fucking cliche Hollywood movies would just be like, oh, what's the aftermath? Like, oh, people like to see a happy ending type of thing. Yeah. And it's so, like, ambiguous. Yeah, it's like, we don't know what happened after that. We don't know. And it doesn't... And we don't need to care, because that's not the story. The story is fucking Andrew finding approval from Fletcher. That's, at the end of the core, what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all it is. It's just about achieving success with this um, obsession of his, right? It's yeah. not about anything else. Yeah. And he achieved it, so good for him, I guess, right? Like... I mean, I did read an interview with the director saying, someone asked him, like, oh, what do you think happens, like, two years after the movie? He says, like, yeah, you know, Andrew goes on to become a successful musician and mm -hmm. then, like, dies at a young age. Mm -hmm. Which is where, like, they keep showing that's where he's headed. That's yeah. that's why probably his dad was horrified because he realized this is what is going to happen to my son. He's going yeah. to end up dead. Yeah. Like, due to depression, anxiety, addiction, who knows, right? Yeah. Uh, look, this is going to be a long episode. I don't give a fuck because I feel like this movie is should be celebrated, should be talked about because it's one of the best movies I've ever watched in my in my humble opinion. It is a very good film. I will I will give it that. I do enjoy the film a lot. I've seen it not too many times. I've only seen it a couple times, but yeah. it is a good film. It's one of those films where I tell people like, yo this is it this is like if you want fucking story it's a simple story too it's not complex no it's uh no it's like if you're into drama or if dramatic character studies if you're into any sort of character study sort of films like uh we talked about nightcrawler that's a character study if you're into something like joker you know something like that where mm -hmm. it's all a single person perspective film you will absolutely love this film exactly uh, look, uh, what else can I say about it? It's It, it compelled me from the beginning to the end. Um, maybe because when I was... I, I, look, I'm not a drummer, but I love fucking drums when I ever hear fucking songs going off. So it's one of those things that like I have a little secret love for. I, I can't obviously be a fucking drummer, you know? But like... I hear it, and it's like the first aspect in a in a song that I hear. Like, I mean, how good are your fucking drums? That's what I care about, type of thing. Well, the drum a lot of the time is the backbone of the song, right? Like, it makes up like what you like the beat that the band is going at. So, yeah. without the drummer, it sort of like throws it off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I just like it for the jazz music, and like I said, I'm not a jazz 
expert by any mm-hmm. stretch of imagination. I don't even remember what Charlie Parker played as an instrument, so don't roast me for that one either. <laughs> no, we in fact just checked that one. <laughs> it probably said in the fucking movie, and I don't remember. Yeah. Look, um, anything else you want to add before we close this review, before we close our ratings? I mean, uh, oh yeah, I did want to mention a bit of, once again, a bit of trivia at the end here. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Rich, who um, he was like, he idolized, right? Mm-hmm. And there's one point where uh, Fletcher berates him for like not being able to read music or something or tempo. But Buddy Rich could. Buddy read Rich it? could not read music. <laughs> he could not read music. He actually used to listen to drum parts and just memorize them and then reproduce them, which is pretty incredible on its own. But like, that's all you need, though. <laughs> when you think about a lot of great musicians, like, like Buddy Rich, Jimi Hendrix, like couldn't read music but they could still consider one of the best on their respective instruments yeah. of all time yeah so it's 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 interesting it's like to see that dynamic where and, and like yeah another thing is buddy rich said was um basically not to practice too much he basically said if you're not going to get it in one day doing four days of practice isn't going to help <laughs> which That's is crazy which is weird because andrew has an obsession with this man and yet he's basically going against everything he's like trying to work towards he's practicing and like till his hands bleed he's yeah trying to like learn tempo by like looking at it on a music yeah that's sheet. crazy that's actually crazy because like i know look i i love basketball right yeah i love basketball and uh like kobe Bryant is like if not one of the most like prime example of an athlete who you know like talented sure but like Man was like waking up four a.m. every time to go to the gym, you know, and work out yeah. before his actual workouts, before like the team workouts, and he spends like what three hours in the gym, just going at it, you know, and then goes for another set of workouts. And a lot of these NBA players are like, oh, like his work ethic was insane, like. How is this humanly possible? How the hell did he do that, you know? And it's, again, like, that's why I relate so much to Whiplash, because I see the... Like, I love films that show drive into what they want to do. It's ridiculous. Even though it comes from a point of, like, insanity. That's why I feel like a lot of people can relate to this film, if you have a similar mindset of that. Yeah, no, it's also going back to the whole thing about it being criticized of, like, achieving the American dream and his family not getting it, whereas he's embodying the American dream more than most of them. He's literally working his ass off, and he achieves success at the end of the film, which is what basically everyone tells you. You work hard, and, you know, things will work out for you, and you stay determined. And that's what he's doing. He's working his ass off, and he's staying determined, and he achieves success. So it's, like, really... He's more of an American than them. <laughs> He's more of a typical American than most of them. But it's like people don't value certain things in yeah. our society. That's just how it is. But it's like the mentality behind it is yeah. exactly the same, regardless of what field you're in. Like the drive to get there yeah. is what is like you're supposed to like believe in, right? Yeah. It's, it's shout. You know what? Shoutouts to all the other reviews we did because I feel like every other review we did, we have like a similar character knots. Lou Bloom was like that. 
<laughs> Another American success story. <laughs> yeah, in some weird fucked up way. You can even say that maybe uh, um, no country of old men, in a sense, of how good he was at his job. <laughs> like John Shagur. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, what I call the American dream. <laughs> hey, he's doing really good at his job. But yeah, definitely uh, similarities to Nightcrawler. Socially maladjusted main character. Less uh, less villainous than yeah than Jake Gyllenhaal's character, but the same sort of drive to exactly. get there. No, I love doing character studies. At, at the end of the day, man, this is like a character study. Like more than I like to think about it as a review of the film. Like we really deep dive into that stuff. So, what's your rating on this film? I give it a nine out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ten out of ten. I mean, it's a good film. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. Because I uh, look top ten best films of all time for me, and my whole top ten is well, well fucking ten. <laughs> yeah. I get if it. if not top ten, top five. It's like if I really gotta break it down to my favorite movies of all time, I don't know if I can find this in the fifth spot or I could find it at around the tenth spot. Yeah, I mean, I can't really like like I think of any major criticisms for the film. Like it's. Like a nine to nine point five. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure if I like look through it, I can nitpick here and there. You know, I guess you could be like, oh, well, this is not a representative of like musical education. Like, yeah, of course not. Like, it's not about no. jazz. It's well, it is about jazz, but it's not. The backdrop is it. The backdrop is jazz. Yeah. The film itself is not about jazz. Yeah. So like, don't. Don't don't get it twisted here. You know it's, no. it's not a jazz film. Yeah, you're not gonna watch it to like if you're into jazz necessarily. Yeah. Um, look, we're gonna close this because I'm pretty sure we're going at like one hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, this so, is almost as long as the actual film itself. <laughs> right, uh, guys. Look, we had such a fun time talking about this film. I honestly, I feel like me and Brandon can just keep going for generations and generations. So I'm gonna a little bit. I'm gonna put a poll on this uh, film because uh, uh, Spotify lets me pull a poll and question for people who watch this film. So I'm gonna let you guys judge after. You, I hope you guys watch this film before you listen to our review. Or at least watch. If you don't want to do that, just watch like a synopsis of it or. Something just get an understanding of the film exactly, because I don't think like we do it like a hundred percent justice. I feel like if you watch it, you're gonna see how incredible this film is, um, and it's gonna be something that you wanna keep and show to other people eventually. Listen, this is episode four of uh, Cashiers and Critics. Yeah. I'm Jimmy. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, I'm also Jimmy. Yeah, are you? Yeah, you're Jimmy. You're yeah. not Timmy? No, um, yeah, not, my name's Brandon. You're not Timmy Turner with the burner? Oh, God, what is this designer nonsense? <laughs> Look, everybody, episode four, we had a, such a blast, okay? So take care. Yep, and I, we don't have a sign-off. What do we... <laughs> um, we should come up with a sign-off, man. Salutations? Salutations. <laughs> uh, isn't that like a greeting? Okay, yeah. So, farewell young listeners i don't know <laughs> okay whatever i can't come up with one i'll think about one whatever right. peace bye